then I wanted to hop on real quick and give you guys a trigger warning for this one. Completely forgot to do it in the rest of the episode. We do talk about a suicide that happened in the house. So, heads up. and ghouls and welcome to another episode of my haunted life podcast with me your host Angela Hartshorn. How is everyone doing today? I hope you are taking care of yourself and wherever you are I hope you are actually enjoying spring and not another snowstorm like I am at the moment. It's cold. A few quick announcements. I'm working on getting together another ghost hunt. I am so excited. It's going to be probably at the Manatee Arts Center again, it looks like. Because, you know, I love it there. Um, The date should be announced pretty soon. I want to make sure everything's confirmed before I jump in and say it. So... Make sure you get on to the Patreon page to check that out. I'm not sure how yet, but I will definitely make sure there is live streaming at least at one point. We'll figure it out. Uh, And I'm very excited. I do want to say if you don't want to go on and watch the ghost hunt, that's fine. That's cool. Um... Remember, you can still help support the show for as little as $2 a month on Patreon. So go check that out. This week and next week, because it ended up being a very long interview, uh, and I feel like we could have just kept going. Uh, It was amazing. in all of it. Oh, there's so much. I'm so I'm so excited to bring this to you guys finally. I talk to Stephanie from McIntyre Villa in Atchison, Kansas. Don't ask me why I have such a hard time saying Atchison. But uh uh I I was just I was not prepared for all of the information and experiences she had for me. I was shocked and Honestly, I still kind of am going back and editing everything. Um, Like, I had to make sure I scheduled time during the day to work on the bad gas when it was still light outside. Because some of these EVPs are just creepy. And there's quite a bit in the episode. Uh, I had to go around work and make my friends listen (laughs) To some of them so they could be creeped out as well because I'm a very giving friend like that. It's funny because Steph warned me she didn't have a lot of history on the location but honestly she had quite a lot. A lot more than I expected when she told me that and we covered just about everything so I'm actually not going to do a history segment. I'm just going to let Steph tell you. So let's get into it, shall we? Grab yourself a cup of tea, make sure the doors are locked and the sage is close by. 
I have a story to tell you. And we can get underway. Awesome. Um, so today I am on with Steph or Princess or Miss America, depending. <laughs> uh, from, am I going to say it right? McIntyre Villa? No, I call it McIntyre. Okay. McIntyre Villa in Atchison, Kansas. So I always like to start out with. Who are you? How did you get into the paranormal? And this amuses me. I love this. <laughs> oh my god! So, um, well, a lot. Of, some people, not a lot, but um, when people ask me how I got into it, they always start with, "Did something happen to you? Did you experience something growing up that made you want to see what's out there?" And I'm like, "No, um, actually." I got married eight years ago, and we went to the Crescent Hotel in Eureka Springs, and I remember very clearly all of these idiots on the ghost tour, <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, what are they doing? Idiots. So we went about our business, and remember we stayed on the third floor, and somebody ordered room service, I thought, at three o'clock in the morning. Oh my God. I hear it rolling down the hallway, like the room service cart. So... I was like, well, that's weird. Okay, so no big deal. The next time we went to the Crescent Hotel, and we used to go all the time. Um, the next time we went, I was like, let's take the ghost tour with these other idiots. Let's just be idiots, too. So we took the ghost <laughs> tour, and a lady on the tour said that there is a residual ghost that pushes a squeaky-wheeled gurney down the hallway between 3 and 4 in the morning. And I was like, oh, my God, that's what I heard. So that's what got me. <laughs> it. Oh. It, it was like, it was just weird to me like something like that even happened. So ever since then, I just wanted to. Um, to me, it's like a roller coaster ride. It's like you get really nervous or, or um, not really scared, but just really nervous just to hear like a, even a high, and mm -hmm. then it stops. And you're like, I want to do it again. So it's just that's that's about it for me. <laughs> uh, and. I'm like obsessed with that. For people who don't know uh, about Eureka Springs, it that's not a scary noise. It's just my cat being a pain. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, that was like really good timing. He will never do that again. Um, uh, how would you describe Eureka Springs to people? I oddly enough, like I told you, I had someone write me today saying they had an experience and they want to be on a podcast or oh on God. the podcast about it. How I, how I describe your, um, is it's the most relaxing place I've ever been, whether I'm going to the Crescent Hotel, which if I go to Eureka Springs, I'm staying at the Crescent Hotel, period. Mm -hmm. I mean, hands down, that's where I'm staying. But uh, how I explain it is you can have a you know, biker weekend and coming out weekend, and everyone just gets along. Everyone is just, it's just <laughs> peaceful. It's just fun. And that's the only way I can describe it. It's. I love it there. I love it. Because it's such a unique place. It's in Arkansas, correct? Yes. Yes, that's correct. And it, it's like, it's becoming really, really famous with the paranormal because of the the hospitals and the, the springs. And it's so cool. We'll definitely talk about it on yes. a later podcast. I'm not going <laughs> to make you do someone else's podcasts. So, uh... <laughs> 
I probably could. I've been there so many times. I could probably get that ghost for myself. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be amazing. Uh, um, da, 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 da. Uh, how did you come across the what? What made you want to buy a haunted house? You you recently got into the paranormal stuff. Why yeah. just jump in like that? Well, I take my husband or a friend of mine. Actually, my friend of mine, we used to, then we started going to the Crescent Hotel on our birthdays in January. So we would have a girls weekend. And then um, I started just looking up different other, or just other places to go to. And I would take her and then sometimes my husband would want to go. And I always made the joke that if anything was ever for sale haunted, I would be perfect at it. I mean, why I would be perfect at it? I have no idea. I have no <laughs> skills in ghost hunting. And I was like, I'd just be perfect, never thinking anything would become available. I mean, I wasn't even looking for a house that was for, that was available. But I spent the night at the Sally house, and uh. nothing, nothing really happened, which is fine, because I know now that I know, you can't schedule an appearance. So, I mean, things cannot happen at my house or the Sally house, which is just down the street. But oh nothing God. really happened. Um, actually, you know what, what did happen was I rolled a ball, and my... My friend freaked out because she thought something else did it, and she oh, no. goes hunt with me. So I made my husband go back with me two weeks later. <laughs> like I'm getting my money's worth, and so we went. And somebody recognized me and said, "You know, there's a house for sale, and it's haunted." And my husband said, "Hell no!" So here we are. <laughs> oh no! My, actually, I called my dad, and I I kind of just joked around and said, "You know." You want to co-sign with me? There's this house that's, you know, haunted for sale. And he goes, okay. And I'm like, what? What? <laughs> and that's how it happened. And I am not obsessed with anything, really. I mean, honestly, obsessed with nothing. And But something about this house, I just kept driving by it or I kept looking it up. And so when he said yes, I just jumped on it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and I, I feel that poor husband's pain. My poor husband gets dragged everywhere to these things. And he's just like, no, no. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, yep. Oh my God, that's so funny. So were you aware of the house, like its history before you bought it? Or did you just hear haunted house and go, oh, I'm going to do my research right now? No, I didn't really do any research. I It was on the haunted trolley tour yeah. um, that Atchison had. The, Atchison is one of the most haunted, I guess it's known as the one... I'm sorry. It's known as the most haunted town in Kansas. And so it's on the haunted trolley tour. It is on the, they use the house for their, or at least they used to for the advertising for the for haunted season. Huh. Um, the previous owners. Well, it's kind of a weird story. I, I wanted to go in and see the house, obviously. If you want to buy a house, you're going to go in and see it. Of course. But no one would let us in unless we had like a, pre-approval letter like a year long pre-approval letter and I'm like well that I wasn't in the market to buy a house now I get it because like everybody wants in the house so um. I'm sure they have lots of people just like hey I want to get in that house and say that they're like, interested so we weren't allowed to get in the house they had a it was around October and they had a um, paranormal event one evening so I bought two tickets and my husband and I went and the four I think kids, they're probably, I don't know, I don't want to say how old they are, because they're listening, they're, they're older <laughs> kids, they inherited their home from their parents who passed away in the house, okay. and they they stuck around for the event, I ghost hunted with everybody, and then my husband stayed back and chatted with the owners of, about the house, you know, like, 
just information on, I don't know. I don't even know what you ask when you're buying a house. It was my first house I've ever bought. So <laughs> he would just talk to them about how, you know, the how it's built or how it's kept up or whatever, yeah. I guess. So when we left the event, he goes, yeah, I think, I think that's something we could do. So oh. after that, we were just, we just did the house and that's how we knew it was haunted was it was already known as being haunted through Atchison being on their billboards for their advertising, being on the trolley tour and then talking to the four kids who inherited the house, um, about the evidence or about the activity that's taken place in the house. Wow. I mean, if I can see why it's literally the poster child because it's an absolutely gorgeous house. The architecture is amazing. Yes, that is um, the art. It's, it's awesome. It's it really is. I just I love it. I love everything about that house. Like I said, I'm not obsessed with anything but that house. <laughs> I did find that the architecture, the architecture, the architect who designed the house. His name is W. Angelo Powell, and he was pretty famous in St. Joseph, Missouri, but he was the architect that designed the Washington Monument also. Oh, wow. And he, I know, and he designed our house, and he also designed the funeral car for Zachary Taylor, which is very bizarre. <laughs> yeah, that is... What? <laughs> like... I know, I know, it's so weird, it's crazy. <laughs> I'm going to write that down because I want to go look up Zachary Taylor's funeral car now because that just sounds... And don't do this on the tour. Don't say Zachary Taylor Thomas because you will be corrected and you'll look like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> wow. So what? what is the history of the house? Like, I know you have a really good write-up and you sent it to me, but for the listeners, what's the history? Okay. The history. Well, Mr. McIntyre was a saddle and harness maker, and he that's how he made his money, but he was also into real estate. He had the largest convention hall in Kansas. It held 2,000 people. They had political speeches, wow. baseball games, basketball games. Um, they had an ice skating rink. Um, he also, I think, he was one of the wealthiest men in Kansas. Hmm. So that's his story. The rich, or I'm sorry, the rich people in Atchison, we were told, did not let Mr. McIntyre build his home on the on their side of town because he was from Ireland. Mm-hmm. So he built his house on the on a hill, sort of facing. Well, not really facing, but the back of the house. I don't know if I have a picture of it. I don't think I sent you this picture, but the back of the house there is etching in the stone that says McIntyre Villa, okay. and there's stained glass all around the house. And back then, stained glass was so expensive that people would only put it on either one window or they put it on the front of the house, but he has it all over. Wow. And the back saying McIntyre Villa, along with the, this gorgeous stained glass windows, faces the rich people as an F you. I have <laughs> more money than you do. So okay. I was very, con- yeah, I was very confused by that. Cause yeah, if you look at the pictures, literally every room has stained glass. So I was wondering if it was like the same room from different angles. Oh my God. That's hilarious. <laughs> Yes, so it's yes all around the house, all over it, and it's. Um, he, I'm trying to think. It was a boarding house for 27 years, and there have been nine documented deaths. One of them was a suicide. Oof. The 27 years of the boarding house, I don't have a lot of information on what happened then, if anything, unless somebody like Betty broke her arm at 1301 Kansas Avenue. I don't know what took place. Okay. So. That, that I'm still trying to find out. I've never been a history person. I'm just like, snooze fest. 
but <laughs> now I'm really liking history, at least about the villa. I mean, because it's, it's really interesting to me. Um, so that's how the villa got... Oh, sorry. My, my, so that's how the villa... Um, that's a little bit of the history. Once... Um, well, that made no sense for that history. <laughs> After Mr. McIntyre and everyone in the McIntyre and Conlon family either passed away or moved out. Now, the Conlons were his... Was his brother-in-law? He was a prominent judge in Atchison. After that family moved out or passed away, they sold the house and it became a boarding house from 1925 until 1952. Oh wow! Goldie, she bought the house and lived there by herself from 1952 until she passed away in 1969. I don't know how she lived there by herself because I know it had to have been haunted back then. I second guess everything when I say about myself, and I don't know how she did it because it, it's uncomfortable when I'm by myself. Hmm. So after she passed away, she actually, before she passed away, she approached Mr. and Mrs. Girardi in 1969 and asked if they wanted to buy the house from her. She didn't have a place to go, so they let her stay in the villa while they did renovations. Hmm. And three months into the renovation, the lady across the street hadn't seen Goldie for a few days. They called the police. Police called Mr. and Mrs. Girardi. They came over and found her dead in her rocking chair. And oh. we still have the rocking chair that she died in. And she was uh, dead for about 24 hours. Oh, wow. Yes. Yep. <laughs> so who, who is Goldie? She just owned the house at one point? Yep. She just bought the house with the hopes of restoring it back to what we have done. So, yeah, I guess she, I don't know... Um, Maybe she, I haven't, honestly, I don't know much about Goldie. I can't find it. I can't even find a picture of her. Wow. She actually, she was pretty interesting too in things that I've read about her. She worked for the FBI in San Francisco. Oh. He, I know. She worked as a stenographer in, at the police department in Atchison, but she was also a classically trained violinist and played in the Denver Orchestra. What? <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It's the, the stories are so crazy, and yet I can't find a picture. And after she passed away... Mr. and Mrs. Girardi, well, they bought it in 69. They moved in in 1976, okay. and they lived there until they both passed away. George in 2006, I believe, and his wife in 2011, and their four kids inherited the home, and then I bought it in 2018. Okay. So mo most of the deaths have been, like, natural causes, old age kind of thing. Correct, except for the one suicide. We do have one, the nine deaths, I post most of the deaths, so everyone knows about the eight deaths. There has been one death that I don't post, and it was a four-day-old baby. Other than that and the suicide, everything else has been um, old age. Okay. Yes. Huh. Do you know anything behind the suicide? Because that's kind of... Yes. Uh, what I have read was that Charles Donovan, who was... Charles Donovan was Mr. McIntyre's second wife's youngest son. Okay. He lived in when he, I believe he was five years old when he moved in to the villa with his mom oh, and lived wow. with Mr. McIntyre. He actually joined the service in World War I in 1918. He went to France, contracted the Spanish flu immediately, and mm. was he was never in battle. He went straight to the hospital, basically. We were sick the whole time. He came home in 1919. And what I read in the newspaper article was, October the 10th, 1922, he was at the dinner table. He had supper. He had a headache or a complaint of a headache. He took a headache pill. Then he went upstairs to his room. I don't know which one was his room. We kind of just guessed. So mm. it says he went upstairs to his room and 
five minutes later, his uncle Charles, who was the judge in town, he heard a shot, a gunshot. I keep saying shotgun. It's a gunshot. Oh. He found him. Um, he shot himself in the right temple with a twenty-two caliber rifle, and it lodged in the left side of his brain for two hours. Oh. And then he passed away. Oh. So, yes. Yep. And so it's really sad because he was just done with being in pain, and then he was alive for two more hours, which is really sad. So I don't know which room it was in, but um, I'm assuming it's on the second floor, just because the second floor to me is the most uncomfortable and the mm. most, I mean, doesn't mean that that's where it was, but the, I don't know if there are pictures of the attic that people have seen, but the attic is just a big open space. The basement has seven rooms, and I guess it could have been in the basement, but I think, but it says it went upstairs to his room. So we kind of guess which room it is. Wow. I mean, he had to have been young. <laughs> he was 34 when he passed away. Oh. He died. Yes. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> I know it is. And after he died, then his uncle Charles, it, so he passed away in 1922, and then his uncle Charles in 1925, that's when he sold the house. And that's when it became a boarding house. Oh, okay. Yes. No, because I was, I was looking over the history real quick on the website. And it just kind of amused me that it went from, like, uh, McIntyre to his second wife. Because did his first wife pass in the house? Yes, she was the first death in the house. She lived there for only one year. And we're thinking that maybe the house was built so fast. It was built in one year, and it it cost $14,000 to build it. And so we don't know if um, they just built houses fast back then or if they built it fast so that she could live there because she was ill. And... Then she passed away in 1891. Oh. Was it like consumption, do you know? Sorry. I'm sorry, what'd you say? I didn't hear you, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Was it like consumption for for it to be that quick? I I don't know. I have no idea. I I have no clue. I'm... No, you like that answer? No clue. No idea. No, you're good. I'm like, I'm like, I'm so excited that you have so much information. I'm like, this is awesome. Like, I know you said you're getting into the history, but you definitely have some research, and it's very exciting to me. I am that history it's nerd. Been of, it's been fun. I mean, it seems like if I, I mean, I could be up all night long just looking up stuff, and I just know that if I turn off my laptop, it would be on the next page. If I didn't hit the text, <laughs> so I just keep going. And that's how I found what I found so far. So I'm still digging, but. <laughs> oh. Oh. No, because I, I was just, I was so amused by that. Because it was like, and then I went to, uh, like, then he got remarried. And then uh, the house went to her. And then, yeah, it, like, went to, like, her brother. And then, yes. it, like, it went. Yes. He, it was, well, she stayed there after Mr. McIntyre passed away in 1902. Her brother, Charles, and his wife moved in. And. Anna continued living there with her youngest son, Charles. She had three sons, and but the other two sons stayed in Montreal. And then oh. they eventually came to Atchison. So I don't think her, I'm not sure if her younger son or her older son met Mr. McIntyre. I'm not, I don't think they did. But um, her youngest son is the only one that came with her when she moved from Canada. Huh. And uh, did Mr. McIntyre, Mr. McIntyre died in the house. Yes, he did. So we had um, Alice was the first death, and then okay. the second death was Anna's mother. So Anna's mother, she didn't live there, but she did die in the home, um, and her name was Anna also. And then after her mom Anna passed away, 
John McIntyre passed away. Okay. And then, let's see, after John, we have his wife, Anna. Then she died in 1916. After she died, then, oh, why should I have this suffering down? After we have Alice, Anna, John, Anna, then Charles committed suicide. Then after Charles, we had the four-day-old that passed away in the home. Then we have Goldie, who died in her rocking chair. Then we have Mr. and Mrs. Girardi. Wow. And it just seemed like it stayed in families, which I think is so cool. It totally did. Until it, unless it, the boarding house time frame, it changed hands a lot, a lot of different owners. But other than that, it stayed with the same family for a long time, even the Girardi from 1969 until we bought it from the Girardi kids in 2018. So it's been, it's not a lot of owners, I don't think, except for the boarding house period. Okay. So like with the, like a lot of Victorians when, you know, the boarding, like I feel like a lot of Victorians go through a boarding house period. Did they like break mm -hmm. everything into a different rooms kind of thing? I don't know. I, I can find articles in um, the newspaper that will say, Room for rent, private entrance, um, heat. Oh, no, not heat. Maybe heat. I don't even know. Um, private entrance, or it'll say two rooms. Um, so I'm assuming they shared the kitchen. Mm. Um, I'm not. Now, what used to be the kitchen, so if people have been to the house or they can see pictures of the house, I don't really show the kitchen that much because I'm not going to change it. It's been, it was remodeled in the 70s, and it's going to stay that way because I've got too many. Everything else is, is pretty enough. So the kitchen used to be the mud room back in the day. Oh. And then what it what I keep off is my room. So when I do spend the night, that used to be the kitchen. So, But it's really, really active in that room. And Mr. and Mrs. Girardi both passed away in that room. So I'm actually going to move my stuff out of that room and open it up for people to have another room to investigate in. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah, I was going to ask if you lived in the house. Oh, no, we don't live in the house, and we won't live in the house. The house hates our dog. The dog hates the house. Um, my husband doesn't. Um, well, I'll just say this. Like, he grew up in Tulsa. I grew up in Dallas, and even where we live, we live about an hour away from the house. We live in kind of a decent-sized town. It's still too small. So, Madison <laughs> is it's great, but my husband doesn't want to live in a haunted home, and I would love to, but it's a little it's just too, a little too far from, like, where everything is that we we do. I mean, that makes sense. I still think it's cool. Yeah. You have a haunted yeah. vacation home, basically. Yes, yes. My husband won't stay there. I will stay there. I've stayed there many times by myself. Um, he won't stay unless he's forced to at Christmas time because my family comes in town. Other than that, he doesn't stay there. Oh, man. So has he had, like, spooky experiences, or does he just want to avoid it altogether? He, um... Yeah, so he doesn't, he's not had any spooky experience. Well, I take that back, he has. When we first bought the house, we made our room up on the second floor, where now we turned it into the library, because that's the room we think Charles committed suicide in. It was so active that my husband, who was a, who's a huge skeptic, would grab his gun, and he's like, someone's in this house. And he's walking all around the house thinking someone broke in. So, oh, man. He thought, yeah, it was pretty terrifying. I'm like, this is the night we go out. I just know it. But um, it was, now his thinking is, just leave me alone and I'll leave you alone. He's not, he doesn't want to, he's not there to look for anything. He's there, when he does come, he's fixing stuff or he's just helping me with things. So, yeah, he's, he's not, he's not going to go count with me. 
Oh, wow. I mean, the fact that you both were experienced, the fact that anybody has, like, an experience together with ghosts is always such a, like, awesome thing. I yes, love it. Yes, it's It is kind of bizarre that he, once he leaves, like, say we're just, we're there to get some stuff done at the house, fix things up, whatever, and say he leaves to go to the store. As soon as he leaves, it gets active. It's I don't know if it's, they want me to just go with them, like, get out also, or they're like, yay, just on. <laughs> I'm not oh, sure which. No. But it gets, a, it gets really active when he steps out and it's just me there. Uh-huh. So I tell them, obviously, they like me better. I mean, that's <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that makes sense. You're, you're not afraid and you want to talk to him or he just wants to avoid him at all costs. Yes. Yeah, yes, exactly. Now, he got, um, he was hanging in a chandelier once, and he heard a lady say, that looks nice. And he thought it was me. We don't scare each other in that house. Um, but he thought I was trying to scare him, like, talking through the security system, saying, you know, that looks nice. Oh, and no. I didn't say anything. So he comes upstairs, and he's like, real funny. And I'm like, what? And he realized it wasn't me. And I don't think he liked it too much. Um He'll be listening. He always has his headphones on when he's there. And not so long ago, he always listened to sports podcasts. And then all of a sudden, it started playing classical music. And he was like, what is going on? And then it stopped. And then it started playing again. And he was like, okay, I'm going home. <laughs> wow. So the yeah. spirits are active. What, what, are, what are some of your, like, what is a common occurrence in the house? Common occurrence is footsteps. Second floor, the footsteps, um, they're very distinct. They're very heavy, like heavy boots. You can hear them coming toward you. It's normally in threes, just like boom, boom, boom. Oh. So that's, that's pretty common. Um, there's a door on the second floor that opens up on its own. There is, well, lately, well, this is been having really since the beginning, voices. It, you can hear conversations, like full-on conversations. Oh, wow. But you can't make out what they're saying. You can just, it's like, with my shush, 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 and yeah. you know that. People are talking. Last night I was actually there with the group because they asked me to stay. So I, they've been there so many, like eight times. So I just oh, said, here, you know how to get in the house. I'll be there later on. So I showed up at like, like I don't know, like eight o'clock last night. And we're just sitting in the hallway and we heard a girl laughing. We heard, um, we didn't hear the footsteps last night, but we heard voices. Voices a lot last night. We also got... Um, I put my recorder in the kids' room, and then we sat in the hallway, and we got, um, I think my, I have this wind-up Big Bird that plays on its own. Okay. And so I put it in the toy case next to Big Bird, and it said, you're dead, or they're dead. I don't know what it, I don't know if it said they're dead or you're dead. I put it on my Facebook page today, but I'm hoping it said they're dead and not you're dead, because I didn't want to hear that. <laughs> I'm going to have to look that up and put that in the podcast if you're okay with that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. There's something else that's pretty interesting that you could um, look up. It's on my Facebook and my Instagram that there is a shadow person that was captured in the hallway and he has glowing eyes. Uh-uh. It is. I'm so happy that we captured it because I'm, I just don't want to see it. I mean, I don't want any part of that. I just want someone to show me what they can, <laughs> if they see it. 
it, we heard babies crying, which is really uncomfortable. Yeah. We heard little kids talking. Um, we, we were in the basement, and we heard a baby crying. Mm. There's a baby crying um, video on my Facebook page also. Mm. It's really bizarre. We've had, um, I've been shushed. A lot of people get shushed a lot. Really? I got called stupid dumb bitch. Excuse my language. Oh, no, you can swear <laughs> um, all you want. You're good. It's so funny because my husband gets complimented on hanging a chandelier, and I get called stupid dumb bitch. And I think it's hilarious, but um, it's weird how the, the, the difference. I think that it was a male calling me that. And one of my friends was like, is that the first time he's even called that? And I'm like, yeah, probably not. <laughs> Probably not, but for them, we captured it. Are you happy that we're in here? for a second that was weird oh i'm so sorry <laughs> yeah it was weird it's just dead air all of a sudden just for like a second okay you're back good oh okay okay good. okay yeah that was weird I don't know where... 
less or where you where I, you could stop hearing. I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, my dad. Okay, so when my dad decided, or when he said he helped me buy the house, and I would go to the house um, by myself quite a bit, especially to get things ready for our very first overnight. He would say things like, "You know, Steffi, go in and make friends with them." So I'm like, mm, "Yeah, I don't think so, Dad." That Not sounds like happen. a dad. <laughs> but I do come in and I say, "Like, hey, how you doing? You know, did you have fun last night with the group?" Or I'll say, "You know, were you happy that the house was empty last night? No one was here visiting you." So far, no one's answered me on command. So oh. if they do, I'm probably going to leave. So, but I do come in and say hi at least. <laughs> I mean, proper introductions. I better always appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or I'll say, see, my, my dad, since I said, you know, like I told you, he didn't help me buy the house. He was only there one time, and it was, like, our very first Christmas in 2018. He passed away last April, oh. and he, it's funny because I, he's actually still there because I brought his urn, and it's in the, it's in the house. Oh. So he will, um, I was actually giving a tour a few days ago, and I said, because I was giving a tour before the group spends the night, so I gave him a tour, and I was about to leave, and I was like, well, just of you guys know, I always give the house, like, a little pep talk, like, you know, stir shit up, or I'm going to sell you, you know, just things like that, <laughs> but, so I say, so I'm like, dad, it's a business, stir shit up, and immediately, like, boom, 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 and I was like, okay, there you go, you're welcome, gotta go. <laughs> oh. So, <laughs> I mean, that was kind of crazy. That was really crazy. <laughs> that makes my heart happy. That's so sweet. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is. And people ask for my dad all the time when they're there. There was a lady. Actually, I was there the very few times my husband has ghost hunted. This was a few weeks ago. We were in the attic. And actually, the 14th of April was his one-year anniversary of him being gone. Oh. So a week before that, there was an event at the house. And... We were in the attic, and this girl asked, Ernie, can you say hi to your daughter? She has, she'd love to hear your voice. And then my husband said, hey, Ernie, how you doing? And I'm like, shut up, not you. <laughs> and then the recorder picked up, hello, Jeff. And I'm like, yep, that's my dad. <laughs> wow. You love Jeff? I mean, it was, it was kind of funny. <laughs> oh, that makes my heart happy. So I know we were talking about, like, yeah. nine deaths in the house. Do you think mm-hmm. everyone there or all? all the deaths are haunting or do you think no. there's more i think a lot of people are there i don't think i don't know there are so many i mean we just like i said kids voices babies men women um i don't know i really don't know it's just there's a lot going on there a lot hmm. so maybe i haven't uncovered something yet or i don't know i honestly have no clue no idea Wow. All there. Wow. So did did your dad have uh, experiences in the house before he passed? He passed. Um, he was, well, like I said, he only visited the house one time. And he, I think, it's kind of weird because he had hearing aids and he couldn't hear. So this bizarre story will hopefully make sense. He couldn't hear me. So I, we really didn't speak, speak. So we would only, te- we would text. Mm-hmm. Um he, would, he could hear my husband for some bizarre reason, but not me. So they would talk, but they didn't really talk about ghosts or what my, you know, what my dad saw or anything. But I gave my dad access to the security camera so because he loved watching it. Like when the door opened up, he would send me a text like, oh, the door opened up, I love it. Or he'll say, oh, I think there's a man standing at the end of the hallway, things like that. Um, 
but the day he died, I actually told my husband, I go, I'm, I want to go out to the villa. I don't want to do any work. I just want to go out there. I put my reporter in the master bedroom and I left it and went downstairs and just, you know, hung out, came back and it said, I love you. And I was like, I know. And so people were asking me if it was his voice. And I'm like, I don't know because we never really, I mean, I know my dad's voice, yeah. but for the past, you know, so many years, he just, we would text and stuff. But, um, so I'm like, you know what? It doesn't really matter. It's my dad. I'm going to stick with that. Is that who it is? So then I put the recorder back and I got Stephanie. And that's, the, I go, oh my God, that's his voice. That's him. So it's like, that was plain as day my dad's voice. So um, I don't think that it's just, I mean, I think he's still there. I mean, mm-hmm. even though he died in Phoenix, I think he is there. He always said he wanted to retire or when he retired, he wants to live in the attic. I'm like, well, you can't because we rent it out. So <laughs> I think he's there. I don't think that, you know, just, I think there's a lot of people, maybe they just came through the house, or maybe they, um, I had one group of people that rented house just to speak to their friend who passed away, and they did, so I think anybody can come through the house, I think that there's just a lot of people there that maybe did, I don't know what their association with the house is. Hmm. That's interesting. Do you think it's like a, maybe a portal situation? Yes. Okay. Yes. I've been told that. I don't, I mean, I don't know. Like I said, no professional here, but I have been told that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Cause I'm just like, this is, this is like literally like ghost telephone at this point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, and I did want to, I, I did want to ask you some logistics in between, you know, talking ghost stuff, because I can talk ghost stuff forever. Uh, <laughs> but I wanted to make sure to, to cover some of the house stuff, because I was curious. So you're talking about renting the house. Do you rent it? I was a little confused, because is it like a bed and breakfast situation? Or do you like rent out the house one, like the whole house at one time? Or is it like room situation? Yes, it is. We're not a bed and breakfast. Um, you um if somebody rents the house, they get the whole house to themselves. They um, check in at 3 o'clock. They leave at 10 o'clock the next morning, and the house is theirs for however many hours that is. We, um, the only thing we do supply, well, we supply um, tons of coffee because <laughs> not, the reason that we do things, it's not to go above and beyond. It's, it's selfishly, it's because things I like, so I love coffee. So there's tons <laughs> of coffee. There's bubbled water. There's sodas. There, um, I am not a group person, so if I rent a place out, I don't want to, I just am more comfortable when I'm by myself, or not by myself, but, you know, with my friends or yeah. husband. So I just meet people at the house. I give them the door code so they can come and go as they please. They get the Wi-Fi information. Um, I give them a tour. I give them the history, the paranormal, and I leave, and the house is theirs. And I also have, like, a section where there's, there's games, there's cards, there's you know, Yahtzee, things like that, just because, you know, not everyone goes on, but it's things that I like. I mean, selfishly, I love Yahtzee, so that's why there's things <laughs> like that there. So, I mean, and there's, you know, there's one room that we do have a TV in because, you know, my husband likes sports or he watches TV. So when people come, um, that gives them a little, you know, just to take a little break. Here's some, you know, here's some TV or whatever. So we just... Um, give them we just we tell them they can sit on anything they can um you know it's their house just don't break it <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of people think we're kind of weird or not weird but we're kind of crazy for just trusting people uh, but they also think we're crazy because we have cameras all over the house so 
it's easy to trust people when you have cameras everywhere. Yeah, that makes sense. And, yeah, yeah. And I tell people, you know, I don't watch the cameras. I will watch them if they ask me to. Mm. I will if, you know, something ends up pretty missing, which it only has happened one time in the three and a half years we've been doing this. Oh. Um, so I think that people, and they also get to know me. I just, I, everyone is my friend, and I just, you know, <laughs> uh, that's how I treat people. And they just, um, everyone's just really respectful. They're really respectful. So that's what we do. We, they get the whole house to themselves. And they, I let people, even though it's a big house, it's 5,200 square feet, I ask people to keep it at like 10 people and under, because if they are there to capture something, then it's so much easier. And I don't think that the spirits at my house like a big group. I think that they like it small. Interesting. What what gave you that? What gives you that impression? Or it could be they don't want to be around me. I don't know. But <laughs> I think um, well, first with a big group, it's hard to hear anyway if something were uh-huh. to happen. Um, but I have noticed I get a lot more activity if I put like say my recorder in like last night in the kids' room, and then we left the room and we asked questions in the hallway. So. You know, I'll slide the recorder underneath the library door, and then we'll sit in the hallway outside the door and ask questions. I get better responses, or I get more responses when I do things like that. Hmm. I do still get responses in, you know, with when it's right in front of me, or um, and just a few people are there. Sometimes it just seems quiet if there's just a big group and they're all in one space. And I mean, I don't know. It's just a big guess of mine that they would prefer. If there's a big group, maybe people just split up. Maybe that's just my thinking or what I've experienced helps. No, I think that's fascinating. <laughs> it's like you have shy ghosts. It's like you can rent out an Airbnb that happens to be haunted and there might be shy ghosts. Yes, yes. I have, You know, I actually asked the, the previous owners and I said, when do you find it? the most active and they said they found it the most active when a group leaves and they were so freaking right i mean if i'm if there's an event and i happen to stay and spend the night as soon as everyone leaves the next morning it's uncomfortable like immediately i mean they were so right so that's another thing that makes me think that they just don't want a huge group Um, people still capture things with huge groups i mean things still happen but it's hard to not everyone knows each other and they're not on the same page like okay don't talk here or Mm -hmm. you know don't make noises things like that so but it is really active once everybody leaves huh that makes sense maybe Mm -hmm. huh um i did want to ask i saw on the website that you require everybody to sign a waiver yes yes i do i i do i tell them um Basically, I hear what I told I give them a waiver and they sign it before I leave them to the house. And I'm like, basically, if you die, it's on you. You're not, <laughs> and, you to, and you have to stay here. I mean, it doesn't say that, but I do joke about that. But um, yeah, so they sign a waiver just so. I mean, it's an old house. Things things happen. That so there's lots of stairs. There's lots of you know, just there's lots of stuff. And it's not about them breaking anything. I mean, that's happened, and it's you know, things get broken it's fine it's i mean you know what i mean it's things can be replaced i just want i'd rather everyone be like safe and the others uh, but the attic there is a ladder that goes to the roof which mm-hmm. is the widow walk you know we have it roped off but things like that you know not everyone follows the rules so they'll they'll try and climb the ladder things like that so if they fall it's on them i just want them to know it's on them <laughs> that's awesome 
No, I, yeah. I saw that, and I'm like, wait, is this one of those places that it makes you sign a waiver for, like, not dying, but, like, paranormal things? So I've seen a few of those recently, and I was like, hmm, hmm. Um, <laughs> no, it's basically just for, uh, well, I mean, if, they're, if they post pictures and things like that, then it says that, I, you know, I can use their pictures. Or, you know, if they capture evidence and they post it, then I can use, I can repost it on, you know, like my Facebook page or something just to show people what they captured. But for, I've never come across anyone who has not wanted me to share something or everyone's just been so amazing. And it's, it's so weird to meet this new world of people. I mean, like last weekend I was in Omaha, there was a Hauntacon and everyone, I just, yeah, I get to put faces with the, with the names because people will chat with me on Facebook or they'll ask questions about the house or they make comments on the evidence that I post, you know, things like that. And then I get to meet them because everyone just, you know, is at this Paracon or here at Hauntacon. So it's, it's, everyone's in it for the same reason. I think just to, capture something or you know what's out there or what's going on um at least that's how i feel i don't know i know some there are some competitive people who are like that but i just think if i find a haunted location and i leave and i didn't capture anything if somebody else comes in and they capture something and i didn't i am the kind of person that was like holy crap i'm going back i want to capture that too yeah i mean there are some that say oh there's a lot of debunkers out there which is totally fine yeah i try my hardest to not post things that i cannot back up like you know that's a good reason with the cameras i can say oh look that shadow person with the glowing eyes there was nobody in the hallway or the footsteps i can show there was nobody walking other than what we heard so um so it takes, I mean, I'm not as sensitive, I'm not as psychic, I'm not a medium. I am very sensitive and I do cry easily. So I make <laughs> sure that I show every angle of, if I'm posting something, it's every angle of whatever it is. So I can show people that is not me, that is not the group. Um, otherwise, I'm not going to post it. <laughs> Stephanie of McIntyre Villa for being on the show today. You can find McIntyre Villa online at www.1889mcintyrevilla.com. Honestly, if you just search McIntyre Villa, it comes up, but just in case, you might need that 1889. And she is very active on Facebook and Instagram. Steph really does post a lot of the evidence on social media. So go check that out. And again, there's new stuff almost daily. It's it's amazing. Uh, I think I'm going to have to do a road trip through there, through there because... They are just down the road from the Sally house, and that is the story that got me obsessed with the paranormal. Maybe I'll find a group of listeners, and we can all go stay at McIntyre Villa and see the haunted sites around Atchison. I accidentally 
accidentally recorded the wrong EVP for the podcast. So, I'm just going to slip it here after the intro. And it's another strange one, but it's so clear. I, I don't It's, it, yeah. You think it's someone literally mocking stuff, and it's not, apparently. So, there's so much. You guys, there's so much there. Uh, if you have a ghost story to share, don't forget to drop me a line at myhauntedlifepodcast at gmail.com. If you like what you hear and want to support the show, please subscribe to the Patreon page. Podcasting is surprisingly time-consuming with all the research, tech issues, and scheduling, plus writing, recording, all of it. Uh, It just all adds up. So, if you would like to support the show and keep it going, uh, you can do so on the Patreon for as little as $2 a month. And, you know, more if you want extra benefits. And that's it for the show this week. I'll see you all next week on my Haunted Life podcast. Bye! I was, I turned around because I was turned around for quite a while. Hello. Hello.